Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Cindy Kirkhart, CEO at Facing Hunger Food Bank, with another episode of Every Plate Has a Story. Boy, I am ultimately thrilled to have our guest today, who is Stacy Shy, who is with OVP. Um, we are actually filming and recording these in August for September is Hunger Action Month, and absolutely, Stacy Shy is one of my favorite hunger heroes. So, Stacy, welcome. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Looking forward to the conversation. Is this your first podcast? This is my first podcast. I'm not much of a social media person. So this is my first endeavor in All the right. podcast world. <laughs> Way to break in. Yes. Going hardcore. Mm. So, Stacy, tell us about you. Well, I'm the CEO of OVP Health. Uh, I've been in this position for 16 years. My father started OVP Health in 1999. Mm-hmm. He and his partner were both family practice physicians here in Huntington. Decided to try to do something different, and so they formed what at that time was ER Power Docs because they, the initial thought process where they'd have a management company to run emergency rooms while they staffed it. And so we started out in 1999 with one emergency room over in Ironton, Ohio at River Valley Hospital, mm-hmm. which is no longer there. Right. Uh, they were there maybe 18 months, maybe not quite that long, and the hospital shut down. And so I was fortunate enough to get another contract up in Jackson, Ohio, for Holzer Health Systems in Jackson. And at that point in time, about 2006, um, I was brought on. And so we just got our second contract in 2006, uh, Prestonsburg, Kentucky. And so since then, we've expanded our presence. Uh, We have 11 ER hospital contracts in the region. We've got into outpatient medicine as well. We've got 24 offices in five states um, doing the outpatient environment. And then we also opened up 18 months ago a inpatient recovery center in South Point, Ohio. So, you know, it's been a, a, a great 16 years for myself and OVP Health. Well, I'm not often uh, speechless, but with that kind of growth into the outpatient, as you know, in particular, which kind of leads us to, sure. to how we know each other, um, but your dad and Dr. Hess. Um, and Maria Bernowski, who is our board chair, grew up in the pharmaceutical world, you know, in sales, and shared with me um, some amazing kinds of stories from Dr. Hess, and she certainly knew your dad, about their commitment to the overall health and the impact of medicine on their patients. So that's, in my mind, is a nice segue into where... You see OVP now, obviously an outpatient. You've got in recovery. What is the the mission and vision of OVP? Well, we know what we do well. We just want to do more of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want, you know, initially we talked about, a, uh, you know, we feel like our uh, catchment areas within a couple hours of Huntington, three hours of Huntington. So that's kind of where you see a lot of our locations. Now, we are in South Carolina, which is a little bit of a caveat there. But as we continue to grow and we continue to do things uh, a little bit differently and more efficiently, we think we expand that. So we mm-hmm. think we can go to a four-and-a-half, five-hour uh, catchment basin from Huntington, West Virginia. Because at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we can take care of a, a patient, mm-hmm. uh, a customer, a partner. And so if I can't get up in the morning and get there by early afternoon, 
you know, that's just too far for us. That's mm-hmm. not the kind of service we want to provide. Mm-hmm. And so we want people to know when they partner with OVP Health that we're going to be actively involved and that we'll be someone who will participate actively in the management of their hospital and or an outpatient office. And so really, as you mentioned, addiction has, has driven a lot of our outpatient growth. Uh, our region has been stricken, as everyone knows, with opiate use disorder. And so, you know, that is a, a need that is um, – is ever ending here. It's just mm-hmm. never ending, unfortunately. Um, and I know my father's talked many times about he's done nothing that has impacted more people than doing the opiate use treatment programs that we have. Mm-hmm. And so if for us, it's a passion, um, and we want to continue that going forward. Additionally, you have a dental clinic. We do. Um, can you talk about how that came into to being? Well, all of our thought processes on how we can provide better service to the patient. That's how the recovery center came to be. We saw a real void in the marketplace for people who needed services that's really more extensive than what we can provide in an outpatient environment. And so we were fortunate enough to come across that property in South Point to do the, the recovery center. It's incredible the impact we're making over there and, and the need that we continue to see for that service, uh, dental is the same way. I mean, we see in this environment folks who need dental treatment, it's extremely difficult to get into a dentist, uh, specifically if you've got Medicaid. And so we wanted to put in the marketplace a service that our folks could participate in, be seen, take care of their teeth. Um, and again, talking about the holistic approach to the patient, this is just another portion of that for us. Wow. So, like I said in the intro, the food bank is recognizing our local hunger heroes, which you are one, and certainly the team at OVP. But let me ask you, you know, we share a lot of the same service area, really. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of your offices are right where we live, too. What brought hunger onto your radar? Well, it's certainly something I hadn't thought about previously, unfortunately. Uh, you know, we ask our operation managers, which is run our local offices, to donate eight hours a month in the community because community is one of our core values. Mm-hmm. And so we ask them, along with our staff, to you know get behind the cause, whether it be breast cancer, you know, facing hunger food bank, or and and donate eight hours and get your staff to buy into that and and make an impact in your community because we always talk about. We want someone to say, my community is better because OVP Health is here. Mm-hmm. We take great care of our patients. We provide great opportunities for people for employment. But yet we provide terrific support to the community. And that's how we want to be thought of. And so what we saw was a lot of our folks was taking the eight hours a month and providing some services over at the Facing Hunger Food Bank. And I was just telling the, the gentleman here, we you know, we had a, our, our monthly meeting. We was talking about how you're doing your community hours and why you're spending your services. And if you're not spending your services while you weren't spending, mm-hmm. you're providing the community service hours. Any other Facing Hunger Food Bank came up. And so we just started brainstorming. I said, listen, wouldn't it be great if we could bring the mobile food bank to our offices and our patients and our communities? And so that's when we got together and, and yeah. had the great conversation with you and your staff about you know, how we can make that happen. Uh, it's been about a month and a half, two months we, since we've started that. It's been an unbelievable success. Uh, you know, you go to one of our offices when we're having a mobile food bank. We're probably averaging about 220 families fed. Uh, our staff participates. Uh, we've actually, this is a great story for you from our Ashland Mobile Food Bank. We end up taking, bringing over four folks who were getting ready to graduate from our recovery center. Mm-hmm. 
to help out and provide some service. And my sister was over there who runs our outpatient offices, and she was the one lady who just you know, broke down in tears. She says, it just feels so good to help people. And I've been in their shoes. And it's just, you, you don't think about it until you participate at that level. Yeah. The need that is in the uh, in the market for you know the facing hunger food bank, and I don't know if we've done anything that's had a bigger impact as relates to community services as what we're doing with the facing hunger food bank. I mean, it is tremendous what we're seeing, the response that we're getting from the communities, um, not only our patients, from the you know the, the mayor, from the local police department. I mean, we were down in Louisa, the mayor came by, had his police because it gets so busy. It causes some traffic jams. Yeah. And so yeah. we're in downtown Louisa in my office there, and he sent a, police, a couple of policemen over to help direct traffic. And, you know, my sister says she's apologizing. The guy says, don't you ever apologize for doing what you're doing. And whatever help you need, you just call me, you'll get it. Just keep taking care of our people. And so that just goes back to, you know, really we're having an impact in our community. Yeah. And that's what we want. And that's what we, we challenge our folks to do is to make an impact in the community, not just by providing the patient care that we provide, but going into the community and, and making a difference. Well, let me tell you what kind of difference. So Cabell County, which do these really successful mobiles right up on the corner of 20th and 7th Avenue, um, food insecurity rate overall is 15%. But for kids, it's 19.4. And what I know is that um, maybe you heard the mayor talk. We're looking at 30% of the populace in, West, in Huntington um, living below the poverty line. And then an additional 20% of this same area uh, struggling. So here you step up. We have another mobile. Logan County. 20% overall food insecurity rate. The kids are 30%. Mingo County, where we have huge mobiles down mm-hmm. there, overall rate 22.5%. And the child's food insecurity rate at 32%. And we're seeing great numbers. Lawrence County, Kentucky, you were talking about down there in Louisa, 21% child food insecurity rate, about 19 overall. Martin County, we're going to start doing in Martin County, 22.2% for child hunger, 19% for overall rate. And right over here in Lawrence County, Ohio, overall 17.5% and the child hunger rate at 23. It's incredible. Yeah. Again, you, you don't hear enough about it. And, right. you know, as I said, I don't, I'm not sure we've done anything that's had a bigger impact. Mm-hmm. I know we talked before that for every dollar donated. Nine meals. Nine yep. meals. I mean, you think of the impact donations can make for these people. And at this point in time when inflation is running 8 9%, there's not been a bigger segment of the marketplace affected than the cost of food. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these people are struggling. I mean, at a time when in southern West Virginia the economy is is poor, inflation is is out of control, mm-hmm. cost of food is is you know it's crazy, and so um, you know we're fortunate enough that we're in a situation we can try and help, and so we're thankful that we can do that, and look forward to continuing to do that. Do you surprise easy? Not normally. No, I don't. I don't surprise <laughs> too easy. Um, you know, but I, I think that. Um, Again, this is something that six months ago, mm-hmm. I had no clue. Yeah. I had no idea that the need was this great. Um, certainly, it's been great 
participating. Uh, it's been great for our staff. It's been great for our patients. And so, you know, we've, we're, we feel lucky that we've been able to, to get this partnership in place. Can I try and surprise you? Sure. Okay. Do you have any idea the number of lives that these uh, shared mobile pantries have touched? And I the, do not. In a couple of months? I, you know, I, again, we, we, I try and get a head count of all of them, and it, it seems to be average about 220 households. Fa- households. Yep. Um, per site. Yep. So. 5,423 souls. Yeah, that's terrific. That's terrific. That's it, amazing, it's right? It's remarkable. And it goes back to, for us, it's, you know, it reinforces our core values. You know, it's doing everything that we want it to do. And I, I go back, we, we've done nothing that's made a bigger impact than treating our patients and, and our partnership with the, the Facing Hunger Food Bank. Um, it's incredible. It's humbling is what it is. It's humbling. Well, I will tell you, Stacy, I had the opportunity to um, talk with a participant in one of the pantries. And I hear this a lot from the folks that, that get, you know, food from us. A lot of their experience with folks like you and me is that they tend to feel like they're being looked down on. And what she said to me was, if someone that provides health care is interested in me having enough food, then they must really care about what my life is like. Did you think that that would be kind of the impact? I mean, well, that's, when you were thinking about this. Th- no, I, no, that, that's not, I mean, but that's as good as it gets. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, you just do the best you can do to, to make an impact on these folks and try to make their life better. Yeah. We try to have nice offices. We try. We emphasize all the time to our folks um, that these people aren't in our office because they're on a social visit. Uh, these are sick folks, and they yeah. need our help. Yeah. They need our help, and we want to put them in a good environment. We want to treat them like family, another one of our core values, uh, and we want to make a positive impact on their life. Uh, and, you know, and we talk about it. I mean, it's not like you can cure addiction. You treat people to manage their addiction and live with it um, and then move on and, and try to accomplish things in their life and set some goals for them. Uh, but the fact that we're able to provide, again, these resources to allow them to have a better life, and it's a relative term. You know, quality of life is it's a relative term for them, but the fact that she's able to provide some some good mm-hmm. you know, meals for her family or their family, it's terrific. It's terrific. So it sounds like that um, you were raised by at least one physician, right? Yes, yes. Um, and with Dr. Hess, who were focusing on social determinants long before it became a thing. Correct. Right. Uh, that holistic approach to the health and well-being of your patients. I think that this is certainly a step. The addiction piece, um, when did you guys really kind of decide that that was something you wanted to be engaged in? So this is a good story. You know, back in 2011, we had a family uh, physician working for us in Gallup, Ohio. He calls me one day and he says, Stacy, where's the Western Regional Jail? I said, Aaron, what are you talking about? I mean, mm-hmm. this is a, a nice young doc, you know, comes dressed with a suit and tie every day to work. And he goes, I need to go down there. My my best friend from high school is in jail. And I need to go get him. 
So I told him, so I'll meet you down there. So we got his friend out. His friend was stoned, went to the Lazarus, hunked him off with two other friends, pulled up their car, opened the trunk and the doors, went in to start grabbing clothes and oh put it in the car. So got arrested. So the next day he called me and said, listen, I've got to help this friend of mine, and I need to start doing some addiction treatment with him. And, and at the time, I didn't know anything about addiction treatment. That wasn't hadn't been a part of my life and been fortunate enough that had been, you know, isolated from those things. So through that process, we talked with folks in the addiction uh, arena, talked with some counseling services about how services are to be rendered, uh, did some background. And at that point in time, we decided that we wanted to provide counseling services in-house. I wanted to make sure that that patient was seeing the counselor because in our belief, that's where all the work is done. Uh, you know, we had the providers to to write the suboxone to, to curb the you know the the need for uh, the the drug, but we wanted the counselor being housed to make sure that that patient seen the counselor. The counselor can work on them as back to your holistic approach mm-hmm. um, to their triggers and their environment, and create some goals for them to get them out of the, the arena that put them in this place in the first first place. And so that's how we got into it. So we hired our first counselor in November of 2011 uh, and started with addiction treatment program in Gallupolis, Ohio. And so since then, we, again, have expanded that out to five different states. We probably have 53, four, five counselors that's currently working for us doing addiction services. Uh, it's, again, we there's nothing that we do that makes a bigger impact than treating these folks and seeing them do well. And I can remember early on these counselors up in Galapagos, they called me crying one day. I had a patient go back to school, and she was crying. I said, that's great, Susan. You know, <laughs> this is a good story. And they called me. Somebody got their child back. Somebody got bought a home. You know, these are the, the, you know, the steps that people take getting back to. And I told her when we first hired her, I said, our success will be based on how many people we get back to having a job, keeping their families together. That's what we need to base our success off of. Um, and so, you know, that's still true today. And so, you know, these stories help motivate us because it's it's a hard environment to work. When you, when you deal with substance use disorder, failure is a huge part of it. And people relapse. Uh, they go AWOL for months at yep. a time. They come back in your life. And so from a healthcare worker standpoint, it's it's a tough environment to work. And so all of our people do a terrific job in, in managing that. But Susan, was, who's now retired, was just a, a terrific, terrific person and uh, helped many a people in Gallupus, Ohio. Well, Stacy, my goodness, so much growth with OVP. And we certainly are grateful for these partnerships. Uh, you and I did sit across the table from one another um, I think you have been described as pragmatic. I certainly have been described as pragmatic. But what I've loved about this discussion is the pride that you're taking at the impact you're making on lives and changing lives. And I don't know that that would be something people would recognize about you immediately. No, probably not. But, boy, not. it's there. Yes. And I love not. that. And I think that all of this happens with leadership that has vision. And you clearly do. Well, we've got a great team. I've got great people that work for us. And I, I think if I take pride in anything, it's the great people that work for us. I mean, the team that we have assembled over at the office, if you met most of them, know most of yeah. them, they're just talented people. 
talented, good people. And that's why I tell our folks at the office level, if you find a good person, bring them in. You know, we teach them skills. You know, if they're good, good people, that's who we want in our office. And, and that's who we want. And, 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 again, we've been very fortunate to, to bring talented, good people uh, to our, our organization. And that's what's led to some of the success we've had. Well, one of the things that we share as a vision is a long time ago I recognized that West Virginia has um, number one, two, and three on some of the worst lists diabetes, heart disease, obesity, you know, all those things. So we made a very intentional shift to start providing medically tailored food boxes. And we have intentionally also provided food to your folks um, that is of greater benefit nutritionally because we don't want to offset all the great services you all provide by creating a diabetes factory out here. Certainly. Um, I know we've kind of talked about ways that in the future we might be able to partner that way with those medically tailored food boxes. I happen to know that at least one of your operations managers has talked about the development of an on-site pantry for those emergent needs. Um, So I think that you guys are certainly on the cutting edge of addressing hunger as part of that social determinant piece we've talked about. Where might you all further go in the future? What do you see? Well, I I think one of the things we talk about all the time is expanding our mental health Mm -hmm. approach, uh, specifically with children. I mean, you you know, just spoke of the the hunger and and the adolescents in our region. Um, You know, there's a real need for mental health uh, at the, you know, pediatric ages. And so literally we talk all the time about expanding that, specifically in southern West Virginia, and, and helping them folks, and specifically children of patients who are addicts. Mm-hmm. Bringing your kid in while you're getting seen for your addiction, we can talk to your child about, you know, what it's like and in, in, in being in that environment and working through some issues they're certainly probably having that are yes. probably not being addressed. Um, and so that's where we see a, a real need going forward that we'd like to try to address. Well, that is awesome. Um, so wrapping up, we just really want to talk about that with OVP, Facing Hunger Food Bank, is partnering to provide mobile food pantries in Cabell County, Logan County, Mingo, Lawrence County, Kentucky, soon in Martin County, Kentucky, Lawrence County, Ohio, we have our information for these mobiles on www.facinghunger.org, or you can call us at 304-523-6029 and ask, or check out our events on our Facebook page, Facing Hunger Food Bank, and certainly check out the Opportunity for Services at OVP. Stacy, webpage? OVP.healthcare. All right. And they have listings of your office sites, how to access services, and more importantly, how to make sure that all the needs of your family are taken care of, both medically, emotionally, and then certainly with um, social determinant attention to hunger. Stacy Shy, thanks for being a hunger hero with the Food Bank. Well, thank you for having me on oh my the show gosh. And, and the opportunity to participate. Well, we appreciate you so much, and we appreciate your team. His team actually does volunteer 
regularly from every office at either the mobile pantries or on site at the food bank. If you're interested as a business to do that same thing, please give us a call. Stacy, thanks again. Appreciate your support. Thank you. Now don't forget, head over to facinghunger.org to find out how you can become part of helping tens of thousands of people in our region have access to food. And remember, every plate has a story.